Hi, I'm Kim Rickards, professional superglue and co-creator of Manifest. Manifest is a global platform with a vision to empower professionals of color to make connections and build intentional community to manifest careers, dreams, and goals. In this podcast, we will nurture, inspire, connect, and elevate our listeners through relevant stories and conversations. Now, let's Manifest. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Let's Manifest. Today's guests have taken the Manifest tenet of making intentional connections to a new level. They went from work colleagues to friends to business owners, recently becoming co-founders committed to helping Black and Brown youth ages 12 to 24 succeed in life by finding their passion and purpose. These ladies are true powerhouses, and it's a pleasure for me to sit down today with Nina Mickens and Shay Shay Cigar, the creators of the Next Step Network, a 501c3 whose motto is find your purpose, make a plan, be intentional. Speaking of making a plan and being intentional, please plan to rate and review this episode after you listen. Your intentional five-star reviews are greatly appreciated. And so are my guests, Nina and Shay. Welcome to Let's Man a Feast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. We've been trying to do this for quite some time, so I am happy that the stars have aligned and we are intentionally sitting down after the planning to record today. (laughs) But before we get into how two ladies from Brooklyn and the Bronx came together and, you know, all of the cool things that you have done in terms of helping people to learn more about their excuse me, their purpose and possessing financial freedom, we're going to play a game called This or That, where you say whatever comes to mind and you don't think about this. Have you ladies played this one before? Uh, No, but I've heard of something similar. Okay. Well, Shay, have you played this before? No, I have not. But again, I've heard of something similar as well. All right. Well, we are going to kick it off with the first one, and again, don't think, you just say whatever comes to mind. It's actually pretty fun and it's a nice conversation starter. So the first one is iced coffee or hot coffee? Neither. <laughs> Jay, no coffee. No coffee. So what do y'all like, tea and yes. chocolate ladies? Tea. I'm a tea, tea. Lady, yes. Okay, okay. All right, well, I'm down with y'all for that because I'm not a coffee person either. What about hang out with friends or stay at home? Now, (laughs) I say stay at home, but um, before uh, the coronavirus and things, I would say hang out with friends. I'd say safely hang out with friends at home. How about that one? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually more of a homebody, so I probably would pick home. Although yeah. I do like to hang out with my friends. Right. You got to find a happy medium. Yes. Nowadays. What about credit card or pay with cash? Oh, cash, cash only. <laughs> the both of you are like twins. Cash. Thank <laughs> cash. <laughs> early bird or night owl? Night owl. I'm an early bird. Okay. Winter or summer? Summer. Definitely summer. Especially in New York. Okay. So what about... The South or the North? Uh, like pole? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, as a New Yorker, I would say the North, um, but I like to visit the South if we're talking about, you know, geography. We talk about geography, uh-huh. Yeah, the North. I love New York, but, you know, the South has some better weather. Yeah, I think I'm more to the South than New York. 
uh, than the North, rather. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely. What about 90s or 2000s rap? 90s. Agreed, 90s. I think they rapped in the 90s. <laughs> well, let's not, let's not be those folks who, because I'm sure- showing our age? Are we showing our age? Our parents or people before us was like, you know, the older, original 80s and rap and stuff was, that was it. And then you came into 90s and 2000. They probably like, that's trash, so- that yeah. is true. The kids understand it. <laughs> as long as they do, because sometimes I feel I need a transcript. I'm like, can I figure out what's going on here? Can somebody help me figure out what they're trying to say or what they are saying? Like, yeah, I'm lost. The last one is Alexa or Hey Google. I don't use either. Me either. Wow. But, but friends who have it, um, Alexa. Okay. I I like so I have Alexa I do like her but I was actually kind of um, geeked out by the fact that Issa Rae lent her voice to Hey Google so my sister has Hey Google and she was cooking I think and then she she had Issa say something like Issa tell me a joke or something to that effect and I was like Issa Issa's that may be coming you never know they may actually somebody may be planning to have that happen well ladies that was the game and that wasn't too hard so no, thank you that was a nice fun icebreaker mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you ladies enjoyed it because now it's gonna get into the well now I'll get into the hard questions which aren't really that hard but it does require you to think this time around and the first question that I like to ask guests is if you could turn back the hands of time what would you tell your 16 year old self advice wise on any subject on anything life in general for me I would definitely tell myself to um don't get into debt and invest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, okay then. <laughs> For, no, I really, I really would. Okay, that's I, that's fantastic. I would probably tell my sixteen-year-old self um, to be patient. Like things will pass. You know, you mm-hmm. think everything is immediate in the time in which you you are dealing, as if you don't know you're going to live a longer life, but it really isn't. Right. Right. But I, I I like the advice that you ladies would give to yourselves because I think at 16, I probably was impatient and mm-hmm. I definitely was not thinking about investing. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. Definitely so not. Me at 16. I mean, I did have a job at 16. But... I, I think I had a little play play job, you know, like if I called out, I wasn't upset, you know, like I didn't really I was working it. for the government at 16. Can you oh, believe that? I can't believe that. Yeah, it was. Well, you know, Nina, you just kicked off the second question, which is, what are three things people may not know about you? So <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know you worked for the government at 16, but since yes. you started. <laughs> it did. Um, my first job, you know, when we were younger, you had to get like working papers. So I was 15 and I really wanted to work badly. You could work, but you couldn't have like a retail job. So I pretended like I was 16 to get a job at Everything Yogurt and World Trade Center at the time. It didn't last long, but- uh, found out about you? Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> found out I was only 15 and not 16, but I guess that was my hunger. Um, so maybe that, and I worked 
at a, my first government job at um, the Department of Youth and Community Development as a peer counselor on the suicide prevention hotline. Isn't that crazy? That's a lot of responsibility for a 16 year old. Um, maybe that's what started my service, like my, my, my love of service. Um, let me see, is there one more thing? City job, started working <laughs> too early. Um, hmm. I write poems. Oh, okay. Is that three? I think about. That's that's about three. Do you go? And what about you, Shay? Um, I would say that one. I am. I'm an organized freak. Like, <laughs> I I need things to be in order in their place, or I get anxiety about it, and oh. I will clean like. I mean, it could be the simplest thing, and I just got to clean it up because I just can't go to bed with it looking a mess. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one. Two, um, I just became a temporary vegan for 30 days. We'll see how that works. How's it going? Um, not so bad. I um, made two dishes, and I filmed it, so I'm going to start a little YouTube channel um, with my dishes. And the first dish was pretty good. The second dish was good, but it didn't look like the picture, so. Okay. All right. So now we got a YouTube series coming out, Cooking with Shay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm like, all right. I think I think that you will succeed in your vegan plans. I think once once we commit to anything and we just consistently keep at it, I think we'll will be fine. But I'm curious to know how this vegan journey goes because I don't know how ready I am to give up certain things. But I applaud you for I mean, you know, I, I already don't eat meat. So I'm already a pescatarian. Okay. Um, so this is sort of like the next step. Cause I always say if something happens to the salmon, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Cause that's really <laughs> literally all I eat. <laughs> so, you know, we'll try it for 30 days and see what happens. Right. Right. And I was, you know, in the beginning of this, I talked about how you ladies were colleagues and you became friends and you became business owners. But I want you to actually paint the picture for listeners for them to understand how it really all came to be. Well, I'm going to let Nina paint a part of that picture because okay. she's always very entertaining when she tells it. Oh, well, <laughs> so... <laughs> Shay and I were not fast friends. <laughs> That's how I start off. So Shay and I both worked uh, for a government agency, which we both had a long career there. And um, uh, she, you know, nice, nice black woman, um, cool person. Uh, I think that our personalities have changed over the years. I felt like Shay was super excitable, and I was very like low key. And now I'm super excitable, and Shay is like low key. So um, a, 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 someone who worked under Shay and I were really cool. And that woman went on maternity leave. And then when she left, I mean, Shay and I were cool, but when she left, we became closer. And I think that really like took our relationship off. But I think in um, working at the place, we realized how, how like-minded we were. And as we transitioned into like high roles, we supported each other a lot. And um, I think that's how uh, we went from coworkers to friends. Shay, you want to talk about how we got into doing this together? So I think in terms of starting our business together, 
you know, because we became fast friends and we became closer and we used to always talk and, you know, Nina, she's a talker and I can be a talker as well in the sense that, you know, I'm not, my life is pretty much an open book. Um, you know, I'm not really hiding anything, I don't think. <laughs> so, you know, people want to have a conversation with me, ask me certain questions. I'm more than willing to, you know, give a truthful answer. Um, so when we started talking about our respective goals in terms of getting debt free, um, you know, not having any credit cards and, and in a sense, helping children, because I also have a 24-year-old daughter now, but at the time she was younger and I was, you know, trying to figure out how to get her into college. Um, so we talked a lot about money um, and we became each other's accountability partners mm. in our debt-free journey. And as a result of that, you know, wanting to be debt-free um, or financially independent in general, and then Nina's desire to, you know, her service, the service part of her and wanting to help and give back, you know, we sort of just combined those two ideas, those two thoughts and came up with the Next Step Network. Awesome. And I want to know, what are some of you all's like tips or best practices to becoming debt free? Because that is something that I think a lot of people are going to be very interested in knowing, especially because Nina, you actually have, have done this. You've been living this way for quite some time. And Shay, I believe you as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I would say the first, the very first thing for any type of growth in one's life, you really have to be honest with yourself and you have to be honest with your spending. And I would say you have to be willing to get naked. So I think that um, sometimes, you know, people let other people look at their finances and things like that. But those are just paper things like they can watch your bank account and stuff. But you're on, you need to be honest with yourself about why you spend what you spend, why you do what you do. And that will help start your path. So one of the tips is like, first, you know, being honest with yourself about what you, what you're, what you've been spending. Another good tip is to write down everything you've been spending at least for a month and to see just, you know, like where your money goes. And then if you have credit cards, just stop, just stop using them because they're not an extension of your cash. And granted, everyone is in a different place. We are in the middle of a, a lot of things going on in the world right now. So I understand that people may feel like they need things, but when you really take it down, you you may realize that you don't need as much as you think you do. You want things, but you don't need them. Mm -hmm. so you wanna give some more tips? Um, I would say also that you have to know why you're doing it. You know, mm -hmm. what is your end goal? What are you trying to accomplish? Um, and also, you know, changing, changing your family tree. You know, a lot of us were not taught about finances as children, and which is why a lot of us are in the positions that we are in now. Um, but if you want to change what your children's future looks like, you really have to start with yourself because they, they're sponges, kids are sponges, and they pick up on everything that it is that you do. Mm -hmm. That is very true. And I will say even, you know, just piggybacking a little bit on what you both said. One, know your why is really important. I think with anything that we do, we need to know why we're doing it and get clear on the why, because sometimes the why is a little selfish, right? So <laughs> sometimes we're like, well, I'm doing this for me because of whatever that may be. But then when you start to get honest with yourself and when you start to really peel back that onion of like, how is this really going to benefit not just myself, but those around me, 
I think it changes exactly why we're doing things, or I think it changes how we do it. Um, because sometimes we're not thinking so far beyond self, but when you really think about it, you know, debt does go on for generations and some people may not even think of it. They're, you know, birthing children into it or they were born into it. And then their mentality is a little limited thinking that they do have to live credit card to credit card. <laughs> and they sure. don't realize that there is a life that you can live in abundance, debt-free, where you are spending with within your means and you have everything that you need. Because I know for myself, a girlfriend of mine, we were talking about this and I was like, I have become that emotional spender where if the day is sunny, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> if the day is cloudy, ooh, you know? <laughs> like, So for me, I'm like, I need to really pull back because there's a lot of stuff that I'm realizing looking around my space currently that I do not need, you oh, know? And mm -hmm. I've actually caught myself where I own two of the same things and didn't even realize it. Wow. And I was like, what in the heck? But that, again, that's, that's not being very honest with self to say you didn't need that the first time you bought it, but you didn't even know you had that and you bought it again. So that's a problem. But then it's just like, you know, you do have to give yourself grace because, you know, patterns are hard to uh, change because you've been doing them so long and you're so comfortable with them. So, you know, someone might say like, you know, and again, this, this, what I'm saying might work for me and someone else, I, I give it to you as something to think about and deciding if you want to go debt free. Um, you know, someone might say they need a car and, and therefore needing a car, they want to have a car note. And all of that could be fine if that's what you want to do, but then you have to have something that seems reasonable in terms of cost, you know, uh, if you can't buy the car outright, because that's a possibility. Somebody might not have the big bulk of money to do it. But then, like, like you said, you look at the stuff that you have, and once you decide to purge, you can use that money to like sell stuff and use that money to pay off, whether it be credit card debt or student loan debt, because that's a big thing, too. Um, that folks get into or whatever it is. And, you know, don't beat yourself up, but you really have to be like, nah, I'm bugging out. <laughs> I really didn't need that shit. Yeah. I at home. I, I could, and then once you watch how you're, you're saving or how that money is not being wasted, I think you see it differently. Right. I would also add to that, um, to not live in, to not live in the now, um, to think about, what your future is going to look like. Cause I, you know, cause I remember starting my first job with the city and, you know, when you go to HR, they ask you all these questions and they want to know, do you want to join the pension? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And not really thinking I'm going to be here that long. I'm not, well, thinking I'm not going to be here that long. So there's no need for me to open this pension because I'm not going to be here that long. However, 25 years later, I'm still with the city government. Um, and had I not opened my pension at that time, you know, I would have been in a, you know, not to get into all the specifics, but I could have been in a different tier. And as you go into different tiers, you get different benefits. Mm. So, you know, thinking about the long term and not just the moment that you're in now. Mm hmm. Mm hmm is important for sure and what i also think is very important which is what you ladies are doing is black women supporting each other and collaborating to win and i love the fact that you all were able to just not have conversation but take it beyond the conversation make a plan 
then you action the plan and now you actually have a tangible product. So let's talk about, you know, how you created the Next Step Network because so many people may not realize that there's pro there's a whole process that goes into the creation of it, like the naming and all the rest of that. Like, what was that like? Because again, you may have had an idea and you talked about this shape where you had an idea and Nina has her idea, but you guys came together to do, or you ladies came together to make something that the both of you would see beneficial that can be a blessing to others. But how do you even settle on the name? Uh, Shay, you remember that? Well, I mean, I think we, so we talked a lot about, about, about different names and we had another name before this one. And then we got this name and well, which wasn't the original name because we found out someone else had the name. So we had to switch it up. I mean, it's a process because mm -hmm. whatever you name your company, you want it to have an impact and you want it to be recognizable and you want it to be something that is going to push you forward into the future with some sort of impact right. and the next step network, you know, what is your next step? You know, there's a network of things that you can do to get you to your next step. And what is that? And we are that network that we've created that network between the two of us to put it out into the world to help educate, you know, black and brown young people. Right. And then also the network is also in the community that we were built. So each time you interact with the new nonprofit or a new school or a new whatever, you have made a relationship with someone. And in doing that, the kids who come to a program or get like a workshop from us, they now become part of that network. So when you, when when they finish or when you get to know them and they're going out in the world and they need help with something else, they can kind of come back and be like, oh, hey, Miss Nina, hey, Miss Shea, whatever. I need X, Y, and Z. And you can use these relationships to say, hi, I have this awesome kid who, who needs to do so-and-so. So you like create a space to pay it forward again mm -hmm. for right. someone else. So it's like creating one getting you a plan so that everyone always says, what's your next step? That's right. the question everyone has in everything that they're doing. Um, so it, it makes sense. <laughs> like, what are you doing next in finding your purpose? What are you doing next in getting out of debt and driving your vision? What are you doing next in preparing for your life goals? And then um, you need community. So, it, you know, it is hard picking something and then acronyms and you know, the name finder and making sure you can use it and all of that stuff. But I think we become, become be very happy with it um, as it is. Mm -hmm. And words are powerful and so is community. And we, we need both. We need powerful words and we need the community to really support us as we're doing these things because stepping out into entrepreneurship or, you know, stepping out into a collaborative effort is not easy, right? Like some days may be more challenging than others, but how do you ladies mitigate the challenges that may come? Like, do you have a, a process? Like what's your next step when, <laughs> when you may reach out and you, you think you got it and you're like, yes, I think I secured that. And then nothing happens. Like how do you ladies stay motivated and how do you mitigate those challenges? Hmm. So I would say that 
one of the things that helps us a lot is one, we're on the same page. Um, me and Nina, we, you know, we kind of like think a lot, but then again, you know, where I slack, she helps where she, where she slacks, I help. But I would say that, um, Dag, what was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How do we, uh, oh, one of the things that we do is we meet every Wednesday um, for a meeting. And this, we take this time to discuss everything, you know, the next step network, what our plans are, what we, what our visions are, what we've done in the past, what we've accomplished. And, you know, we, we give each other grace. I mean, Nina is big on giving each other. She's always saying, Shay, give yourself some grace, girl, give yourself some grace. It's okay. Give yourself some grace. Okay. So we're big on, you know, being consistent in meeting and discussing issues or concerns or plans for our business and giving each other grace and giving ourselves grace. And I think also, cause you know, um, we're starting, we both work full time. So keep that in mind. We, we hope that one day, not one day, we'll manifest that the nonprofit will be such that it will provide an income for us to work for it and get paid from it and still, you know, not have to work our full-time job. But in the meantime, we still both have jobs that we actually like and we have commitments to it. So, you know, in doing that, you were being intentional about building outside of that. But things come up all the time. Like the world is so crazy, you know, crazy and un, um, everything is unexpected. You know, we have a right. pandemic. You know, life is just what it is. So something might come up or people might not respond. And then what do you do next? What are you moving on to? Or like we had an annual board meeting and the board member gave us some cool new ideas that we hadn't thought about. So we have to flesh those out and kind of delegate responsibilities to each other. I know that when one door closes, another will open. You'll take the window, you'll take the stairs. Something else will happen, even if this thing doesn't work out. We had like someone who was supposed to design something for us that didn't work out. So we had to find someone else. It took time, but um, that's what you do. And I think it was at one of your events, Kim, that a young lady had said to us, you know, when you're building something, decide that you're gonna do something and if give it a timeline. And if you don't do it by then, just move on to the next thing. Just move mm -hmm. on to the next thing. Don't stay. And I think we utilize that advice also, because if you can't get this thing done and it's out of your control, you got, what, are, what else are you gonna do? You're gonna have to move on. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. And I think that that is actually really sound advice because some people, myself included, can get caught up in the details of things and really trying to make sure like it gets done. And, you know, before you know it, you're like, oh, three months in and you're still trying to figure this out. Like it doesn't make any sense. And not to say that it won't get done, but maybe it doesn't need to be done right now. The other thing that I'm learning in business, and I'm sure you ladies can agree, is that the steps are not always A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? Like sometimes the step all. is like A, K, Z, S, N, F, you know, like mm -hmm. it's never fully in order. And I think to Nina's point, that's where I'm learning to be a little bit more gracious with myself because I'm like, that is not, that was not the plan. <laughs> that was, that and, was not and, the and think about this. This is, we're, we're trying to be entrepreneurs. So when you work for a machine that is already running, you just, you have a role, you, 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 you move the parts. They already have structure in place. When you're building something from the bottom up, you're creating all the rules. You're creating how everything goes. So it's all new. You know, if whatever your role is at your job, 
you do that role. You might put on other hats, but essentially other people have functions that they do. When you're starting a business, you're admin, you're human resources, you're- Your budget. Your budget. Budget, you know, you're everything and it's challenging for you too. So, you know, you just be like, okay, I can't call anybody yet to ask them to do this. I have to figure this out. So that could be interesting too. The other thing I would add is um, we have to we have to remember that it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be done. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Because I think, I know I strive for perfection in everything I do. And I know Nina does too, but it doesn't have to be perfect. It just simply has to be done. That's it. And I think me personally, I have to get into that space of it's done. Move on to the next. Right, right. And that's that's the hard thing, Shay, that whole, you know, not trying to strive for perfection, because I almost feel like as especially as black women, we are taught mm-hmm. most of us like you do it with excellence. And there's a level of perfection that I don't even know if it, if it's someone else putting it on us or if it's us putting it on ourselves or if, if we grew up seeing people doing it this way where we're like, it has to be like this because anything attached to my name has to be good. You know, I don't want it to be anything that's trashy because I want this to be representative of me. So yeah, that's that's one that I'm like, I'm gonna have but to you work can't find you, There's no perfect company and there's no perfect brand. And there's gonna be things you like from something, things you don't like whether someone does content well, but then the interviews are not so good, whether you feel inspired by selling and sell product or uh, you just like, it's, someone's always gonna pick something. Um, and I think that's what Chase's point is like, once it's done, you can always fix, you can always grow. But if you stay on whatever the thing is, it's never gonna happen. You know how you like, oh, I'm finally gonna start the business. You have to start the business. Right, <laughs> right. You have to start it. And then you could fix it and you could fix it and you could rebrand, you could do whatever, but you have to, you have to do the thing. Right. The first step is getting started. Yeah. And then, and then or the next step. Next step. <laughs> <laughs> you see how that works? <laughs> then you get to the next step. And let's talk about that. So, you know, you ladies love your jobs, your current jobs right now, but the goal is to grow the business into a place where, like you said, it will be where you're focusing your, your efforts full time. So, Let's talk futuristically. Let's go into the future. So 10 years from now, what do you want people that are listening to know about the Next Step Network? Where is the Next Step Network? Because I'm a huge person of man that believes in manifestation. So I'm like, we're just going to start putting this out there in the universe from now. So we're looking 10 years and the plan is fill in the blank. Sure. <laughs> Nina's like, you started, girl. Um. I think because she answered this question before, and I like what she had to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think the next step, or what our vision is for the future, is to, as Nina mentioned earlier, to have the nonprofit be our sole employment, mm-hmm. um, and we can quit our day jobs. Mm-hmm. Um. And we want to be able to, we, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, we want to be able to help young people, black and brown young people get their lives together in terms of, you know, helping them get out of debt, 
um, helping them create resumes uh, so they can find jobs. We want to, like you talked about that perfection, we want to, we want black excellence with our young people. And that's where we want to see them in the future. And we believe that we can help them reach that with the programs that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't want them in debt. We want someone saying, you know what, after doing this, um, after doing this workshop course, whatever with the Next Step Network, I realized that my dream is to do um, illustration. And while I was thinking about going to be a doctor for X, Y, and Z reason, and, and I know that's two, long, two different parallels, this is what I really feel connected to. And they won't be so nervous about trying that thing instead of going into crazy debt over a dream that's not theirs. And mm-hmm. really looking at um, credit and finances and what their peers are doing and what their parents might have in place and saying earlier, like, ah, I think I should think about this. I want to be a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they will then pay it for it. Because if once you go through, I feel like all the little programs that I went through as a younger person, it put in my mind that there are things out there for you to do. There are people mm-hmm. out there who want to help. And I want uh, the young people to know that that's there too. Um, I want them to tell a friend and tell a friend, like, you know, you got to meet these ladies. And and things seem to build. Like, we have a program now. Next, you're doing keynotes. Um, you know, next, you are partnering with, you know, colleges all over the country. You're the premier leader and, you know, whatever it is that you want to do. And, and I like that idea as well. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing is that 10 years from now, you'd have helped, I'm just throwing this out there, more than 20,000 black and brown um, youth between ages 12 to 24. Absolutely. I would say begin or not even begin, but walk in their purpose where they are now connected to the dreams and the visions that they have for themselves. And you're partnering with you know, about 10 organizations that are stellar in, in, you know, collaborative efforts to make sure that this program is serving the community as you have desired for it to do. So I'm just putting that out there. So now when it, when it is 10 years from now and you're able to be like, yep, we said that with Kim, (laughs) y'all just remember y'all said that here. Um, Because I do believe that anything is possible. And I do believe that once we start to verbalize what we what we want, we start to actually work toward it. So it, it does tie back into the next step. So now you've said it, and the next step is to actually make it happen, right? And then these all all these pieces that connect to making it happen will manifest it. So I'm excited for you, ladies. Thanks. We're excited too. You know, with any new, again, it's like with any new thing you you wanted to work and most people have had to pivot and you, you find new ways to do stuff or you find like, I really hate that thing (laughs) and Mm -hmm. you want to do something else. And that's totally fine. But I think there's something to be said about wanting to give back and wanting to be of service or change something, you know, policy, change the way people think that is long lasting that I love about it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, they need to have direction. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's something to be said about a program that actually helps people get clear on the direction that they, they should or they could go into. Because a lot of times we do see examples around us where we're like, like, for example, my mom is a social worker. She's, well, she was, she's retired now. But for years growing up, I saw 
her as a social worker. I saw my uncle as a social worker. And most of the people in my family are either medical professionals, but they are helping, right? So everyone's in the service industry somehow. And then I indirectly entered my career in the service industry, but on a different side by more so working at a nonprofit. So I worked at the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And while I was working there, I was their administrative coordinator. So I was tapping into helping volunteers serve, helping serve within the office with our executive staff, helping with our galas, like all these different things. And then I realized I was like, wait, I feel like it's almost been ingrained in me from childhood to be a service oriented professional. Mm-hmm. No, so the path was different. I knew it wasn't going to be social work because I saw my mom and my uncle do it. And I'm like, yeah, this is not for me. And then my mom would tell stories and it was just like, this is just not for me. But I knew that I wanted to do something where I was providing value to others. So indirectly, the direction was being you know, laid for me, the path I would say would be laid out for me because I saw the examples around me, but no one in my family at that time had gone the path of like administrative work in the sense that they were working for, for organizations that were not like government organizations. Cause my, my mom and my uncle worked for the city of New York. Mm-hmm. And then my sister and I, we came and we were just like, nope, private industry. <laughs> Full the private honey. Right. That's, right. That's funny because I um growing up I always wanted to work in corporate. You know, I just saw, you know, everybody looking real fly in their suits, you know, down on Wall Street. And I literally wanted to work in corporate. But I ended up with a job in the city that fit my passion because my I guess my passion has always been money in some form, in some sense, because I'm you know, I'm big on budgeting in terms of creating my own personal budgets. I was creating budgets for my my for my job. I do budgeting now. So financing budgeting has always been a part of my life. So the Next Step Network and dealing with finances really just an extension of that. And mm-hmm. mm-hmm. same, you know, I know how you said how you see how your family uh, watching what your family do. I think for me, I had always been in a position to assess how I spent money, assess what I wanted to do, because maybe everybody wasn't doing something that I thought was awesome. So I went to a different school than all my siblings. And in doing that, I got exposed to other thinkers who thought outside the box. And I saw their families have jobs that I didn't know people can have. And I think that started my natural inquisitive nature. So I was I was doing an, um, I think it was in a school paper in junior high school. And then because I always like to write stories, it started my investigative mindset. And I just really stuck with it. I've always been inquisitive. And um, I, I found a job that I can do investigations, which I like. But I think um, daring to do something else came from the exposure to other people. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean about the network. So mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're seeing the same thing all the time and you don't have somebody feeding into you some new information you can pull from, you're only going to want to do the things that you see. But if you have someone who can expose you to other industries, other jobs, other things you didn't even know were possible income-driven um, jobs, then you, you won't do it. So right. that's, that's why I feel like the need is there. For sure, for sure. And speaking of a need, how can listeners that are 
getting excited as much as I am about the Next Step Network, get involved, you know, like, is there something that they can pitch to you ladies? Is it something that you, you're like, we already have our pitch deck ready. We just need people to send us X, Y, and Z. Like, how can people get involved? Nina? So we have a website, the Next Step Network dot org so people can go in there and they can fill out the contact form to uh let us know what what they want from us what they need from us if they if they have students that they would like to go through one of our programs we we always need the kids so we'll come to virtually or now virtually virtually facilitate any type of um, workshops or um trainings or whatever it needs to be from the modules that we have you can pick all of the modules, you can pick just one, but that's how they go in. They can always email us at the Next Step Network. At G well, the contact information is on the site, so I like people to go to the site, whether it's connect to social media or through the contact list and get with us that way. If they want to partner with us and have us help do something, that's also a dope thing too. We, Of course, we want to build with other folks. Um, that's the best way to start with us. We have Instagram, we have Facebook. We have Twitter. Um, and then you never know, some some bright kid wants to be like, you know what, I think I can do X, Y, and Z. I can help you guys with this. Help us away. <laughs> um, right. We always like that. We like, you know, programs that are established, the um, YMCAs and the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts, or the whatever program it is that has a population, um, if there's a need for the youth, we know it's a need for the youth to fix their finances, to secure their bag, to think about impacts of social media, et cetera. So you just look us up up there and reach out and we'll, we'll reach back out and see how we can put a program into your organization. Awesome. Shay, did you want to add anything else to that? No, my partner said it perfectly. <laughs> like <laughs> Nina, Nina took care of that one. Yep, well, she took care of that one. Ladies, is there, is there anything else that I should have asked that I didn't get to ask you that you want to share? Um, we have a podcast coming up soon. Ooh, exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so it's similar. Oh, Shay, you want to Shay talk about it a little bit? Okay. Well, so we have a podcast that will sort of piggyback off of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, we want to be, you know, we want to talk to similar like she was going to say, similar to what you're doing, we want to talk to people um, who are entrepreneurs. We want to talk to people who are doing different things. We want to talk to people who can explain their journeys and how they got from point A to point B. Um, and we want to use that as a tool to educate the youth. And that'll be a, also a part of the Next Step Network. Awesome. So already, look at that. The Next Step Network is already expanding. You see that? Mm -hmm. Already expanding. That's I am right. here for it. And the last question that I have for you ladies is what are you manifesting? So you've, you've given me a lot already, but what else are you manifesting individually as well as collectively? So for me individually, well, I'm actually manifesting a lot this year. Um, for me individually, I recently got out of debt, so I've completed that journey, and now I'm going to work on my physical and mental. Um, I have some other ideas that I want to put out into the world. I want to write a book, um, and I want to get this podcast going. Congratulations, Shay. Thank you. 
That's awesome. And I actually know of an app. So to help you get started with writing this book, there is an app called Otter, O-T-T-E-R. And that app allows you to speak and it will translate for you. So, sorry, transcribe, not translate but it probably can do that too, but it'll <laughs> transcribe for you. So you can actually start to get your thoughts out and, you know, then you can edit and go along. But I thought that that was a pretty helpful um, assistant as I've been taking some meeting notes recently. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. See, Any Black other? women helping Black women. <laughs> That's all it's about, girl. We all have to win collectively. Oh, for me, um, I think it's just being more focused. You know, I feel like Part of my personality is uh, I'm very social, but honing uh, and as a person who likes to help other people, I have to remember to help myself. So as much as I want to pour into this or pour into that, you forget to make sure your cup is full. You know, you operating from an empty space. So that's getting a lot more rest, being a lot more structured in terms of like, you know, getting up at a certain time, making sure you exercise. So just doing those kind of things. I also want to publish like a few articles this year. Um, I've always been an on and off writer, but I haven't published anything in a really long time. So I want to put that back out into the universe. Um, I have things to say. Uh, I hope to travel again. <laughs> and, you know, I have a few, what maybe like one big trip and a small trip because clearly we need the whole lot of money. But, um, you know, get, get out and, and meet some new communities of people who have a new super dope experience that's not like you know excursions like some real on the ground stuff and mm-hmm. maybe partner with a nonprofit in another country doing some similar work that we're doing here that would be a dream that's dope and nina let me know if you want to write any guest blogs because we always need content for manifest so i'm kim you got everything up here sure. girl, girl i'm like a girl got some requests <laughs> Just let me know. I'm like, I could, I could help send some stuff your way for sure. But um, thank you ladies so much for joining Let's Manifest. I really hope you enjoyed our time together. We certainly yes, absolutely for having us and supporting us. Absolutely. 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 It's my pleasure for sure. And I hope listeners have enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. And before listeners, you hit play on the next episode. Please don't forget to share this podcast, leave a review, connect with the Next Step Network, as well as Nina and Shay individually, but use the social media handles listed in the show notes. Visit their website to learn more about the program. And if you have any questions or simply want to say thank you, I'm sure they will welcome a quick line. And thank you for listening as always. And until next time, let's manifest. Bye, ladies. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Manifest podcast. Before you go, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Share this with your family. Share this with your friends. Share this with your colleagues. Just share this with your entire community. And until next time, let's manifest.